following is a presentation of the Outside Lens Radio Network. Recording live from Studio Chanteau, outside of Detroit, Michigan, you're listening to Scotty Freytown and Tyler Dean, The Outside Blitz! And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Outside Blitz. I'm your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, along with my co-host, the tenacious, titillating Tyler Dean. The Outside Blitz, baby, where we talk all things football. Tyler, how we doing? Um, it's been a wild week, hasn't it? Wild couple it's, weeks. It's been a wild few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as everybody may or may not know out there, uh, I became a dad again for the third and fourth time. <laughs> About twins, a month and a half early. Yeah. Yeah. The twins were born. Her water broke. It was terrifying, but, uh, they are currently, uh, just fine down in the, uh, the NICU unit down there. They're well, not anymore. So. They're, they're fine right now. Everything seems to be on the up and up, and they'll be on their way home soon. But uh, couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier. We got two new Vikings fans in the house. Unfortunately. <laughs> and, Tyler, you're you're on the cusp here, too. You're, you're yeah, but, the pop uh, four here. weeks off. Yeah, the 13th yep. the due date because uh, um, Amanda and Aaron were three days difference in due date. And, and uh, unfortunately, I say unfortunately just because it's the just the – few weeks of heartache um amanda went early yeah yeah it's been a rough but, uh which was always kind of on the table given the twins but yeah um, I, I i digress a little bit but um yeah uh we're baby number two's gonna be here within the next four weeks maybe closer to three we'll we'll kind of see we're getting really close though tyler and i were we're just fucking at the same time that's just all <laughs> that's all that happened there but uh well, i mean i mean technically i mean you had the doctor involvement. You had, you had, you had the uh, Shanto baby number one syndrome yeah, going. That's, that's fair. That is very fair. Yeah, I'll take that back. You were fucking. I was jerking off in a cup. <laughs> I was. I was joke around with Aaron. Um, that uh, they got. I don't know if baby's mine. She goes, "What do you mean?" They agreed with the whole procedure. She goes, she goes, I don't know if the doctor um um just topped off or not. I have no clue. I can't prove it." <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> that's my bad joke of the day. Oh, God damn. God damn. But beyond that, that's how you're thinking about it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible thing. But we're, um, man, it, it's been a wild ride for the last couple of weeks. We've got uh, plenty going on in the NFL. Actually, a weird, weirdly strong amount of stuff going on in the NFL. I'm not going to say a good amount of stuff because not it's not all good. but Most uh, isn't. A lot of stuff going on in the NFL around the last couple of weeks, which is surprising. We haven't had a whole lot of news around this time of year. Once you, This is like a lull in the NFL season, which is why you and I, in the offseason, we always go every other week, is because, you know, we don't get a lot of news around this time. There's not a lot of things happening, but there has been quite a bit, actually, and, and there's been a lot of uh, um, free agents out there that that, you know, have been getting signed. There's been extensions getting done. Um, and, and like a lot of the free agents that they're, they're bringing in are like really good free agents that they're getting on a dime. I'm questioning why some of these guys weren't signed, you know? So we're getting a lot of that. We have a few retirements. I mean, we, we actually had a GM get hired over there in Pittsburgh. We'll talk about that shortly, but it's been an adventure. So, but uh, I'm, I'm going to get right down to business, Tyler, our news around the league. 
And uh, in a little while, we're going to go through um, we're going to go through our uh, grades for all of the uh, uh, you know different teams in their off seasons and how they they got it done. And those grades could change really because there are still some very strong free agent talents out there on the market. It's mm-hmm. kind of wild. So I'm going to go ahead and and the first bit of news though that I'm going to throw out there and and Tyler it's it's funny that I was actually just laughing because you you sent it to me uh just now like about, about it I'm I'm going to take a step back and go I'm going to go ahead and have a drink of my mega pint and we're going to talk <laughs> about we're going to talk about Lamar Jackson a little bit because this contract thing has been ongoing just for months now Tyler what do you make of this Yeah cuz I for a while, I was I and I've, I've said on the show I, I kind of deemed it to to not really be news and and to a certain extent um, there, there is still an, uh, there is still an opinion to have that it still may not be because yeah. Lamar is kind of a uh, different type of player because because he doesn't have well, not player but uh but uh, as far as like having agents go and stuff so it's it's still a weird situation but as a Ravens fan and, and as someone I like, I I feel that I I. I'm very harsh on my team at times, and this is one of those situations that I'm like, uh, what's going on? I think I'm, I'm not in, like, DEFCON 5 yet, but I'm just kind of wondering, like, uh, so Ravens have reached out a plethora of times here, and Lamar seems very uninterested, and, and then it's especially leaving the draft where uh, he was upset about Hollywood being trade, traded. And the, the issue is there's there's – Usually in these types of situations, you get a lot of like feedback on like what's going on. Like I like I compared to like Kyler Murray. Like like we learned about what's going on with Kyler Murray and like his frustrations, the team frustrations very early on. Like the Lamar situation is very tight lipped from both sides. Yeah, and I, I think, don't uh, understand it, and it's frustrating. I think a lot of it. So Lamar knows that he's worth more. And I think you and I and everybody out there probably knows, unless they're just, you know, slapdick homers, that Lamar is worth more than just about every other quarterback in the NFL. And and there's, I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that, you know, like, I think he's worth more than Dak Prescott. I do think he's worth yeah. more than Kirk Cousins. He's worth more than, than Deshaun uh, Watson. Deshaun Watson and Matt Stafford. He's... And- he is worth more than and and, and and what we're talking about is the number like the, the guys that we've just mentioned are um making north of 40. Yeah, they're making 40. I mean, Kirk is And about the issue comes in that uh obviously I don't make him worth more than Patrick Mahomes. No. But the issue lies in when Patrick signed his contract from a, from a uh salary cap standpoint to when Lamar will sign his. Right. There is a there is a good chance that Lamar could end up making more than Patrick Mahomes out of the pure right time right place situation. Yeah, and and I think he's he's ready to test that free agency market. I really do believe that that's that you know because I I don't know that Baltimore is fully invested and in, and in the one thing that kind of stands out to me is the injuries, and I don't think Baltimore is, well, is injury. Fully, yeah, well, I mean. In, I, I mean, should I keep it plural? I mean, there's been several, what, two, two times where he's missed uh, um, uh, several games. The I first right? one was was uh, was COVID and, and the flu. That was the yeah. that, that was when he came back from 
the year prior with uh, uh that's that's when Griffin came in and Mick Soley came in. That was that was all flu based. The, the second He's, one was the flu. yeah. The second but that second one was 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 one injury that just lingered for the rest of the year. So like we're talking about one injury. So it's 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 weird. I think Baltimore saw but, injury and they lowballed him. And when they and they lowballed him and he said, "Nah, I don't know if I want that." And I I I do think part of me thinks that he's you know going out to kind of prove that hey I'm worth that elite money that that uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes esque money, which I think he's going to get, whether it's in Baltimore or whether it's in free agency, he's going to get that money, regardless. And part of it too is the fact that um um since 2018. Lamar has been the most hit quarterback of any quarterback by a significant margin. Oh yeah. So there, there could be a level of Baltimore viewing it as of a uh, longevity may not be there. And that might be the case. And that, and that's a thing that's, that's worthy of discussion too. Right. It, the whole thing's just weird, but the Ravens have also said that they fully intend to tag him twice if a contract's not in place. And that's I that'll go over like a fart in church. You and I both know that. But but then there's also been some whispers that Lamar would welcome tag being tagged twice, take the high pay because tag once would be top five, tag twice would be top three, which puts him within his dollar amount anyway. Right. And then take that tag twice, which which would put him at year seven, take his money, walk away from football. Sure. Has been has been a high rumor just because. Lamar can't be stupid either. He knows he gets hit. I mean, he's not going to have a 20-year type career with the yep. way he currently plays. Right. So I mean, there could be something to that. He's got to evolve into a Russell Wilson type. Mm-hmm. That's what he's got But he do. has started to as far as, like, becoming a better passer, but he's still running too much. I agree. I definitely agree with that. And and the, Lamar, that it's going to be an ongoing saga. I think the my money is on he – doesn't get a deal done until after this season. When I, he feels like he's proven. I think it'll be for sure after this season. Cause there is a level of, if you're Lamar Jackson signing a contract following a year where you, where you injured your ankle and missed the last five games is probably not the best business decision. Right. I agree. I, from that level, I also get it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not the best business decision, but at the same time, and, and, and for the Ravens as well, it's not the best business decision because they see the injury and they go, mm, I don't know if I want to give yeah. that guy. Yeah, and, it's just, it's, it's, and, and while it's just one injury, it still raised the question of, is this the first? Yeah. Is this, is this the beginning of an injury riddled career? That's, that's kind of what they're, they're worried about, I think. <clears throat> and I, and I'd, I'd wager a guess and say that, that the injury is more of a fluke thing, but at the same time, when you get hit that often, yeah. it's less of a fluke and more of a consistency. Right. Because right. I, I, I do still stand by while Lamar gets hit less than say Josh Allen, Lamar's hits are less brutal than Josh Allen's. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I mean, Josh hits, Allen even if, if minor add up. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, and that's what we're waiting on. That's where we're waiting to see. I, I want to see if he's durable enough at the end of this year. I think he gets his, his big money contract that he wants. Um, if he if he's not durable enough, I think the Ravens go out and they lowball him. And then he's going to go to free agency and some team that is desperate is going to go out and sign him to a big money deal. 
that's that's basically where it's headed, I think. Don't, if, don't you? Yeah, no, I, I agree. If I was put a percentage on it, I'm I'm at a state where I'm going to say there's a 70% chance he ends up with a long-term deal in Baltimore. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think that's about but right. I still think it's relatively high. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a good chance that he he winds up with that deal. Be, because and and I say that because you're not seeing the the animosity that you saw with like uh Rodgers in Green Bay or Kyler Murray and Cardinals. Like they're still being very cordial and and have shown no indication that there's any like rough feelings outside of just the night of the draft. Right. Exactly. Which, which I and I and I, I to me I, I don't think the night of the draft is enough to say that Lamar is upset with Baltimore. I mean He's allowed to be upset that he lost his teammate, but he also needs to understand business too. Yeah, yeah. And I think part of him does because, especially since it came out that Lamar knew for months that Brown was going to go. I, I I think it was just his first opportunity to allow his frustration to be public. Yeah, and and, and I'm I'm amazed. Like normally in these situations, you see blowups, and we're going to talk about one of them in a second here. Yeah. And I, so part of me kind of respects Lamar in the sense of like he don't he knew for months like he could have easily went keyboard warrior pre trade just because being that pissed off but he respectfully waited till it happened. Yeah, which in a weird way tells me that he still has a level of respect for the Ravens organization. Yeah, I mean he he should I I think I think he believes that he's going to wind up. Uh... He's going to wind up getting his contract as long as he stays healthy and as long as he's productive. Uh, yeah, because also part of it, too, is the – how do I want to word this? The Ravens did what most teams wouldn't have done. They completely retooled their offense in 180 to some bitch to, to, meet, to meet Lamar and his gameplay. You usually yeah. don't see that for, for, a, a, for a team to completely – change their identity to work around a rookie yep absolutely and lamar's got to see that and obviously the rest of the world sees that like ravens re yeah ravens were a run first team sort of anyway with flacco but their whole identity changed once lamar became the starter yeah i, I absolutely you're 100 percent right that's and and i i believe that baltimore wants him to be there it'll, it'll i'll be surprised if he's on free agency I would be too. Um, even even if it means I'm playing on a tag next year, I right now I my concern level is not incredibly high in him not being in Baltimore. Yeah, mine wouldn't mine wouldn't be either. So, but one guy that that we're having all kinds of discussions about is Debo Samuel. Uh, the 49ers GM John Lynch he said I'd be a fool to trade Debo Samuel. He fully expects Debo to be a part of the 49ers in the fall. Um, you know this this whole thing with Debo has. It, I love Debo Samuel. I think the 49ers, I said it on earlier episodes. I'll say it again. I think the 49ers were looking to utilize him in that out of the backfield running back type role that they were using him as in order to try and like lower his money. And D, it, because running backs, let's face it, in this league they don't get paid as as much as great receivers. They, they and just, don't last as long. Exactly. And and Debo, I think, is also he's a looking for career longevity, but B, he doesn't want the 49ers to t- to kind of, you know, do him dirty and say, oh, well, we're using you as a running back. So we're, we want to pay you as a running back. So Debo wants to be a receiver. 
He wants to have that longevity, and the 49ers are screwing him on it. He doesn't like how he's used in their offense. He doesn't want to be there. Um, and he's pissed off that if he's going to be there, the 49ers haven't given him a new contract yet, a better contract, one that he's worth. Because let's face it, Debo Samuel is one of the most dynamic receivers in the NFL. So, you know, it's it it's an interesting little situation over there with San Francisco. I, I think that, you know, and, and there's a couple of teams that have re- reached out for Debo. You know, Detroit reached out uh, for, for Debo. I think Chicago and New York, they both reached out for Debo. Yeah, and I Ravens haven't, but Ravens have been deemed like the optimal location. Oh yeah, especially with how they use their receivers and stuff over there. And I, you know, I just I look at this situation and I'm just like, just pay the man, pay the man, pay the man the wide receiver money. Um, I, I think he's Debo is one of the most elite weapons in the NFL today. Anybody who's not paying him big money, I, I know there's issues and concerns about you know durability. Now you got an attitude problem, and you're going to try and keep See, him on your roster. I think he's. Going I don't. To be I don't think it's an attitude problem. I it, think well, it. I think it's a frustration with um how his team is viewing him. Well, yeah, it, it's that, but you know, it becomes an attitude problem. It becomes a situation. You know, that's that's how it gets it, an it, indirect attitude yeah, problem. Yeah, it gets it because my issue is like the the dude was fifth in receiving yards. You can't just say he was only valuable as a running back because he wasn't. Right. Right. But, you know, that's that's the thing. Like, they're trying to turn it into that situation. Oh, well, maybe we can get Debo Samuel on a dime. And Debo's not an idiot. <laughs> you know, he's going to go – he's going to get paid. Um, you know, so I, I just – I think it's kind of silly. If the Niners aren't going to pay him, they should have traded him. They could have gotten at least two firsts for him, I think, um, if not more. He's he's worth it to anybody who who wants it. The fact that – that they're not trading him and that they haven't negotiated a new big money deal with him is just obnoxious to me. I, I question what the hell John Lynch is doing over there, but I digress. Debo Samuel is supposed to be with the Niners. They're expected to be with the 49ers in the fall. We'll see if he's a holdout because I have a feeling that's the direction they're going to be headed. Is Debo Samuel and what's, and what's wild about the Niners is the, the Debo situation is weirdly not even their 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 biggest situation going on right now. Yeah, it's in the quarterback area. And because you still have Jimmy on, on the roster and every indication and every interview the owner gives is that deep is that not Debo. Um Jimmy is going to be traded before the season starts. Right. So they're so they're obviously prepping as if Trey Lance is going to be the starter. You know, and so, they keep saying they keep saying that that Jimmy is not going to be the starter and Trey Lance is going to be the starter. And you know, to me, if you were going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, you were going to trade him two months ago. But they're still saying it to this day that they intend. And the most recent report is um they're going to trade him, but at this stage, they're waiting for the first quarterback domino injury to fall. Which it makes sense because his dead cap hit isn't shit. You know, if you do trade him, it's nothing. Right. So if and, you trade him away, eh, you don't get hit really with much of anything and you get a good amount and of And Jimmy is good enough to where if Mahomes, Rodgers, Josh Allen, or someone on that level, or any team that, that is like a Super Bowl hopeful, which half the AFC, um, <laughs> uh, could, uh, would immediately trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Sure. Sure. I could. You couldn't I, tell me that that um 
Ravens, Bills, uh, Browns, Bengals, Chargers. The list goes on. Wouldn't trade for Garoppolo in a minute if their starting quarterback was going to miss the year. Right, right. I, I agree with you. I, I think that that, that is um, pretty – it's a pretty sure thing, to be honest with you. And and a team that, that could be looking at him really, really soon would be Washington, to be honest. I, I think Washington could be a spot that – No, because to me they gave, they gave up a lot to, to, to bring Wentz in. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, they, I th- they they did a lot to get Winston. To me, I'm looking at New Orleans. That could be a potential suitor. Because I I don't mind Winston, but is Winston good enough to get them over the hump with with even with the talent they have? No way. No. But is, but is Jimmy? I think Jimmy could. Jimmy's a game manager, but I think with the team they have, that's all they need. Right. They need, they need a guy who who's accurate enough to get the ball out, but doesn't make mistakes. And that's something that Garoppolo does. He doesn't make mistakes. You know, that's and that's the he doesn't throw the ball a lot. He's a game manager guy. He's Alex Smith when he first broke into the league. That's basically what Jimmy Garoppolo is right now. Or he's he's NFC Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that middle of the road quarterback can do just enough. So that that's an interesting situation. Um, also, uh, in 49er land there, uh, their center, Alex Mack, has retired after 13 seasons. Huge loss for them, right? Yes. I mean, that's that's painful, especially when you, you're looking at the potential of a new quarterback like Trey Lance coming in. I know Lance can move. I know he's good with his legs. But, man, losing your – I mean, a center who is, like, all pro center – that sucks. That's got to be one of the uh, an extremely painful loss for them, right? It it is, especially in a team that's very run heavy. It's oh, gonna yeah. be uh, that's gonna be a dagger. Yeah, those those run lanes are not gonna come as uh, easily as they they used to. Uh, we, they they still have a good shot the playoffs just because we're we're in a weird. It, we we go on these waves and we've talked about it a few times, but but right now we're in a weird wave to where you'd be um living under a rock if you try to say the NFC was any, anywhere close to the to the uh, depth of talent the AFC has at this moment. Oh yeah, the AFC is just gonna dominate and and like we're talking we're talking a situation where you could see like an eleven win team miss on the AFC and and a eight win team make in the NFC. Yep, and it happened. It's happened for the last couple of years. We've seen like eight and nine win teams win. Or, or make it into the playoffs in the NFC side. Last year we did see the Steelers making it in the AFC side, but I digress. You know, most times the AFC has the top tier teams that have the best records that are just dominating. So yeah, the AFC these these last few years has been dominant, and I expect them to honestly. I expect an AFC team to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, There's a couple teams that could stop them. Yep, I but agree. we're we're in a level to where the uh, AFC title game is is virtually guaranteed to be a better game than the NFC title game. Yep, I agree. I definitely agree. And we had a few more retirements around the league here. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he retired after 17 seasons. Fitzmagic goes out the door. Um, what do you make of this? I, I, I mean, it's not a huge loss, but, man, the guy was a journeyman. Uh, he had himself a pretty entertaining career, really. For a guy who was just a journeyman backup, right? 
Yeah, I mean, he was always just kind of around, but then whenever he had to be relied on, he figured it out. And like, and, and he spent a, his last few seasons like he got to be a starter again and, and pulled out good games like I like with with Tampa with Miami. It's like, who is this guy and why and, and where where did he come from? Yeah, I mean, when I when he got drafted to Buffalo, and let's not forget he was the last quarterback out of that draft class. He was. He was the very last quarterback to be drafted out of that class, and he lasted the longest out of any of them. <laughs> like, is, is that, like, not a mind-boggling thing? <clears throat> but he's had some really good years, some some uh, really great games. And, and, I mean, this Fitzmagic thing showed up out of nowhere in the last couple of years, which I just thought it was hysterical. But uh, when he was with Tampa, but I mean, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick, man, his time in Buffalo was a little questionable, but man, that he's, he's had himself a career. It was, it's, it's been entertaining. So, but the Harvard grad goes home and uh, now we have no more Fitz magic in the NFL. And another guy that went home, uh, the former Steelers defensive lineman, Stefan Tuitt has retired after seven seasons. This one comes as kind of a surprise. He's young. He's not even 30, right? Yeah, he's a young guy. Young defensive tackle. Um, he's a, a big boy and a really talented guy. I'm surprised that he, he's gone. I'm, I'm surprised that, they, they, he, that he just retired like that. I'm surprised that somebody didn't pick up his contract. I'm just, this one was kind of confusing to me, and I don't even think he made that big of money in the NFL. Re, in, in no, I, I don't think he's, he ever had any major contract. Yeah, so it, it's kind of a surprise. Uh, he's a great player, kind of one of those those underappreciated kind of guys. But uh, Stefan Tuit retires. Interesting. I, I just I thought that was really kind of strange. Um, we did have some re-signings. We did have some free agent signings. I'm gonna talk. Is that the about- end of your retirements though? Because I feel like you missed the biggest one. Which one are we talking? Um, we also had the retirement of the uh, third all-time rushing. Running, running back in in the history of the football, oh, Frank Gore. Frank Gore, yeah, 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 yeah. Frank Gore did retire. Um, old man Gore, but he did go out and have a boxing match recently. He did. He, he won with a with a highlight reel knockout. They've been calling it. Um, it was pretty wild. But Frank Gore, yes, he did retire. But he goes out and he's in the boxing world now, just beating and, the shit. And here's the question there. I know, I know we have a, a bit of a difference of an opinion on, on Frank Gore, but I think we can agree at the core. But uh, I'll ask, ask the question here. The, obviously, he's a Hall of Famer. Is yeah. He first, is he first ballot? Probably, given the longevity. I think Frank and, Gore has had a very injury-riddled year, uh, career. He has, but I feel like um, he's... He he jumped he leaped over what a lot of running backs some um, can't the hurdle that most can't get over is his career's been long even with the injuries like he's still played more games than pretty much any running back in history. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I think in, in, a, in a position where we're talking about running backs dying early, Frank Gore just goes hold my beer. Yeah, he he's been. I, I remember you know how often he would have like knee and ACL tears and MCL tears and you know like I mean. It was a lot of lower body injuries for him throughout throughout his career. <clears throat> he did have some concussion issues, I think. But you know, Frank Gore is a, a he's a good running back. I don't know if he's a one of the all time greats or anything like that. I don't know if he's a 
you know, a guy on the, the level of an Emmett Smith or a Barry Sanders or anything like that. But it, it, no, he- but he, he really helped keep the level of what it means to play hard nosed football and just not give a shit. Sure. Sure. I, I just, I don't know. I, I, will he be first ballot? It's debatable. I think he probably will be because of the longevity. I think that's really where we're going here. I mean, am I wrong there? No, I totally agree. Yeah. Longevity is what, is what eventually got him to be thir- third overall in running yard. Right. So, and um, so we had some signings around the league. We had some re-signings. Speaking of running backs, Browns. The Browns go out and re-sign Dearness Johnson to a one-year, two-point-four million dollar deal. You know, it comes to a surprise to me. Comes as a surprise rather that Dearness Johnson didn't get like signed by a team to a much larger deal after the way he performed for the Browns and and the way he was handling business. I liked Ernest Johnson. I think that guy could be a star running back in this league. And I do too. Nobody's talking about him. Nobody's giving him love. And the Browns get him on a dime here. 2.4 mil. That's like nothing. That's nothing for a great running back. There's one of those situations where I could have seen them – Letting Chubb walk, and by no no discount of Chubb's talent, because I, I I'm a big Chubb supporter here, but uh, Dearness showed some talent to where I I could have believed and and got behind a Cream uh, Hunt Dearness Johnson combo. See, I think Dearness Johnson's better than Kareem Hunt, and and I think that that I would well re- Dearness Johnson Cream Hunt combo like. I think the two of them could have managed without Chubb. I think Chubb's better than than all three of them, or than the no, Chubb for sure. Chubb is is by far the best of the three. Without like, Chubb's a, is one of the best running backs in the league. Yeah, but I, just, I don't Hunt I don't, and Dearness could 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 have still made a pretty good combo. They could at, I mean, at a severe discount. Yeah, that's a, it's a maybe for me. I because you're because you're gonna pay Chubb twenty mil. Oh yeah. You're you're paying Chubb big money, but I mean Kareem Hunt. I I don't know. I if it's me, I'm I'm letting Kareem Hunt go and I'm using Dearness Johnson. I would rather have Dearness. But, but Kareem Hunt's already on contract with guaranteed money for the next three years. Yeah, Chubb isn't. That that's that's the only reason I say that. That and that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. So the, we'll we'll see how that one shapes out. But I think <laughs> Johnson hits free agency and gets big money if he gets another opportunity. The Browns, um, they also went out and uh, they signed David Njoku to a four-year, $56.75 million extension. It's 14.2 per year. So I don't know what I make of this. I don't I, think David Njoku is worth that kind of money. I, I like Njoku. Not for nor near that dollar amount. They've hardly used him. 14.2 for a guy that, I mean— he has not been the the world beater that everybody, you know, wanted him to be. He's not been fantastic. No. He is not that guy. I just I I can't I can't buy this. This one this this one's hard for me to to stomach. Um I mean I I feel like I mean for you, I, I think you're probably thrilled because it's the Browns you know, it's like if they're making mistakes, don't interrupt them. So you said you said fourteen two, right? Fourteen point two per year. It's fourteen. I'm, I'm, I'm about to I'm about to completely just shit on this with 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 one statement. Yeah. 
with that contract, he makes more money than, than the massive contract Mark Andrew just signed. Yep. Boom. Like there's you you can't compare Njoku to Mark Andrews right now. Njoku's biggest season was back in 2018, where he had 639 and four touchdowns. Let that sink in, folks. So a huge, huge contract for Njoku. I just, I, I don't really buy it. I thought this was a just a stupid extension. It, it really didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, Andrews almost beat that with with his years as the backup. Yep. And the Browns also. And this is an interesting one. I get it, but I don't at the same time. I, I feel like they get this guy on a dime. The Browns re-signed Jadavion Clowney to a one-year, $11 million contract. Um, so he'll be back this year. You know, Jadavion Clowney is one of those guys that that as long as he's healthy, he's an impact player. I think he's really good for about five or six games a year where he's a, a, a pain in the ass for quarterbacks. So start, So don't start until December. Yeah, right. I think he's good for about five or six games where where that's a thing, and then and then it you know that that's about all you get out of out of Jadavian Clowney. I think he you know we we know what Jadavian Clowney is, and if Jadavian Clowney's not healthy and if he can't stay on the field, then you're you're pissing money away at this point. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's why the Browns gave him a one year deal because they don't know how healthy Jadavian Clowney's going to wind up being. I I think that's that's the big issue here. So the Browns making some moves. I, I don't, I just, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the Njoku one. I kind of understand the Clowney one. Um, I, I think the Dearness Johnson one was the best deal that they could have made because they got a great running back on a dime. But man, yeah, the, the Browns doing some interesting things. They're doing stuff, you know, but yeah, that's, that's uh, just an adventure. I don't, I don't get it um, as far as the Njoku deal goes. So, other signings around the league, the Bucks went out. I like this one a lot. They signed defensive tackle Akeem Hicks to a one-year, $10 million deal. Now that is a great, underrated signing. Akeem Hicks is a great defensive tackle, a great run stuffer, and I believe that right then and there, he takes the spot of Indominus Sue, right? 100%. Yeah, I think I think they, they just filled Indominus Sue's shoes really quickly with a great player on a dime who's coming off of several solid years. What a what a solid move. What a great move by the by the Bucks. They get a, a a basically a great player on a discount. Um another team that made a move here, the Eagles went out and signed corner James Bradbury to a one-year 10 million dollar deal. You know, the James Bradbury had a bad year with the Giants, but I think that at the end of the day this Bradbury deal is going to be a really solid move for the Eagles. They get themselves a good corner that I don't think the Giants knew what the hell they were doing with with them, right? I mean, they had no clue how to handle James Bradbury. Did I lose you? No, I'm just processing this here. (laughs) It's – Giants are weird. Yeah. Uh, I don't – Came off of those great years with Carolina. Yeah. He came off the great years with Carolina, and and uh, you know he he I mean he had a Pro Bowl year. He was one of the best corners in the league. He gets goes out and gets signed by by the Giants, and the Giants don't know what the hell to do with him. And I feel like this is par for the course with the Giants. They did the same thing when Kenny Galladay signed over there. They didn't know what the hell to do with Kenny Galladay. This is this is typical New York Giants, and they they piss away an opportunity with a great corner, and the Eagles go and pick him up. 
I think this is a great signing for the Eagles. They get a great corner on a discount. This is this is smart. This is a smart move by the Eagles. I like James Bradbury a lot. I think he could be a good a good number two over there to slay. Maybe the Eagles no. are trending in the right direction right now. He's what? Eagles are trending in the right direction very quickly. Oh yeah, they are. And and that's I think this is a smart signing. This is a good signing by them. It just makes sense. It, it really does. Um, another move that made sense, and that and this is my fa- one of my favorite signings of of all of free agency this year. The Colts go out and sign running back Philip Lindsay to a one year deal. Look, I understand they have Jonathan Taylor over there, but Philip Lindsay is one of those unsung hero running backs that has never gotten his just due. He's never gotten the credit he deserves. This guy deserves all the credit in the world for being a great running back in this league and doing it on a dime. I, you know, I like Philip Lindsay, and I know you're a big fan of him too. Uh, yeah, I love Philip Lindsay. He's, he's never gotten a fair shake, and I mean, he may have not gone to the right team. He probably should have held off and went to the Saints, given yeah. their situation. But now Colts backfield is weirdly intensely busy. Yep. Because the Colts also brought in Taysom Williams. Yep. That we, that we that we were just talking about a few weeks ago before we got signed. And both I I feel like Williams and or Lindsay should have went to the Saints. Yeah. They one of them would have been a good fit over there, right? Yeah. Because as much as I like Kamara, he's he's missing time. Yep. He has been. He's been missing time. He's been getting hurt. And so, so you go to the team that arguably has the most guaranteed locked-in number one running back in the league. Yep. <laughs> and I and I and I only put him above Henry because Henry's getting older. Yeah. As far as guaranteed longevity, locked in. And let's not forget, Jonathan Taylor was the reigning MVP of the, or he's the reigning rushing leader, and and he was that in the too? MVP. I mean, it's just, it's just it, it feels strange. Like, I'm going to go to Indy. <laughs> well, there was another guy that went to Indy. And this one made me throw up in my mouth a little bit. But given the price, it makes sense. The Colts also signed quarterback Nick Foles to a two-year, $6.2 million deal. Um, it's $3.1 per year. For the price, I think it's a good deal. It's a it's a great deal. I I and I couldn't help but think like uh, if if they had done this last year, I feel like we should be sending a officer to do a wellness check on Nick on on uh, Carson Wentz. Oh yeah, no doubt. Because no the rumors were flying for a while. It, they were, they were all false to Indy. It was oh no, not again. Are we really doing this again? But wouldn't it be something if Nick Foles beat out Matt Ryan for the starting job over there? It'd be something, but we both know the easy answer to that because I still stand by Matt Ryan as one of the best quarterbacks in football. I agree with you, but it would just blow my mind. Um, Another strange quarterback situation uh, that was taking place, just throwing this out there, Colin Kaepernick worked out for the Raiders this past week. Um, I, You have Derek Carr. Like, I just don't understand what is with these coaches shitting on Derek Carr. I don't know that it's necessarily a negative on Derek Carr because um before that, uh Kaepernick did kind of come out saying that he's fully fully 
content on being a backup in the league. So I think that's kind of what the, the plan is. Like, as a backup, I don't necessarily mind Kaepernick. I think Kaepernick, uh, I don't think he minds being a backup in the league because he knows he's broke and he knows he probably can't play at a starting level anymore. And that's, like- and that's probably true. He's been gone a long time. Right. But if you if you if you got Kaepernick at his best, I would I, I would take Kaepernick over most of the backups. I, like, I don't like Kaepernick, but he he's never a great starter, but I, he he'd be decent backup. I don't buy Colin Kaepernick. Like I'm sorry, he's he's better than he's he, Colin Kaepernick is probably better than all three starters that 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 uh Seahawks have. Yeah, probably. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah, not Geno Smith, but def, def, definitely Drew Locke. No. <laughs> I had to get the Drew Locke dig in. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> so we did have um, some crazy shit going on in the league as far as, uh, well, first of all, I want to continue on the re-signings real quick just just because, um, and then we'll get into the bad news and then we can we can move on, but. The Packers, the the and this is sort of bad news, but it's it's also a really rock solid signing. They go out and sign corner Jair Alexander to a four year, eighty four million dollar extension. That's twenty one million per year. Um, it, it locked down corner Jair Alexander is one of the best in the league. This one makes complete and total sense. They go out and get their stud corner and they keep him on, on board. Uh, this is a corner that anybody in this league would love to have. You and I love this guy. Uh, I hate where he plays, but I love the player. Yeah, Jair Alexander. I mean, it's a huge contract, but really, it's a good contract, and he gets he it, gets yeah. paid. To keep him around. It, it's a no brainer. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you had to resign him, right? I mean, that's that's a guy you don't want to let walk at all. Yeah, you let him walk, and 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 you look like a dumbass. Yep. Now here is the signing. Uh, to me, of of like the post draft free agents, I thought Philip Lindsay was. Change your mind? Well, I well this, this no Philip Lindsay was one of. This one really blew my mind though. This is one of the most underrated players in the entire NFL. The Dolphins go out and sign defensive end Melvin Ingram to a one year five million dollar deal. I don't understand how Melvin Ingram, a player that was so good for the Chiefs. And so good for the for the the Chargers. I don't understand how this guy isn't getting long term deals. How have we not signed this guy to and and really look at the money five million? Like like is that, this that's the, a steal? Is this not one of the biggest value picks in all of free agency? It is. I mean, like it it's just it's blowing my mind that Melvin Ingram was not picked up in, in the, the initial free agency in the, the first or second wave. And here we are, the, the post-draft free agency, and Melvin Ingram's still out there? Like, what the fuck are we doing? He, he should have he, he, hmm. he uh, been not far behind J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. Yeah. He I, is, was, I, would, I would make an argument. I would say there's an argument to be had that he could have gone ahead of Chandler Jones. Yeah. I mean, like, this this is a guy, and I look, I understand he's 33 years old. I get it. But, I mean, he, he has really not made big money throughout his career, as far as I know, at any point. I mean, like, it, 
it, it just it, it this is a senseless move. It's one of my favorite moves was that Philip Lindsay move. This one is like, wow, wow. His his total cap hit for them this year because they they do have a I, I think they have a void year on the back. His total cap hit this year is three point nine for Melvin Ingram. Wow. Like, like, think about that. (laughs) Am I the only one who's, whose mind is just blown by this thing? And it it puts Miami in a, in a (coughs) situation because no, I don't think that they're going to be able to beat out the bills for the division, but Miami is very much in the arms race of everything else. So he did get one contract with the Chargers from 2017 to 2020. It was four years, 64 million. So he did get that that one contract. His average salary was 16 million per year. But even then, for a player of his caliber to only get 16 million per year, and bear in mind, this is a first round pick. This is a first round guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and after that Chargers contract, he had one year with with Pittsburgh for four million in twenty twenty one. I mean like what what is this? It it just doesn't make sense to me. He's been in the league eleven years. He he's a former first round pick. I mean he he was traded over to the the well he's picked up by the Chiefs. He made five hundred K with the Chiefs in twenty multiple time Pro Bowler. Yeah. I mean I, I just <laughs> I don't understand. Like it makes you feel like you're missing something. Yeah. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. I feel like this guy, and really during during that Chiefs, on that Chiefs team in 2021, he was outstanding because remember he got picked up in the back half of the year. Yep, and he was outstanding for them. So I just, ah, this it just it does it makes me feel like I'm missing something. It, it just doesn't make sense. Um, other news around the league here though, we we do have some interesting stuff. The former Bears running back Tariq Cohen, who who was released by the team, uh, he tore his Achilles during a workout, um, so he will not be playing this year. I feel bad for Tariq Cohen because for a while, he um, he he was one of the the top change of pace backs in the entire league. Now it just seems like the guy can't stay healthy. I just <laughs> you got to feel for him, right? Yeah, he, he's 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 worked his ass off. I mean, he's he's not one of those like greats, but you can always tell like he's always given it his all. Yeah, yeah, he's he, it was just an interesting thing. I I didn't know he was trying to make a comeback until I saw it, and then I was like, wait, oh, he tore his Achilles, so that's a mess. Also, an injury land there. Falcons linebacker Dion Jones is to miss the rest of the offseason workouts with a shoulder injury uh, rehab here. Uh, you know, Deion Jones is one of the best linebackers in the NFL, and for him to be out for the offseason workouts, that's got to be a big blow to the Falcons um, as far as, you know, their offseason preparation. And I think everybody banks on them having a down year this year, but Deion Jones is still one of the biggest names that they have, right? He is, and what sucks about it is the fact that like, their defense is already pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, their defense has been horrible for years. I mean, Deion Jones, I mean, that's that's going to be a brutal one. Um, now, we, we did have a couple of guys pass away this the, the last couple of weeks here. Um, it, was, it was just wild. First of all, the, the former Cowboys running back, Marion Barber, he passes away at age 38. Um, 
The, according to the report, the police were dispatched to his house at 2.30 p.m. on Wednesday for a welfare check, found him unresponsive. Uh, the police don't expect foul play was involved. I, I mean, this no, they, they haven't released anything about the like his death or, or what he died from. At 38 years old, you, you got to wonder. It just seemed kind of like a fluke. Yeah, it makes you wonder. I, I don't know. But Marion Barber, I, I remember having him in my fantasy league all those years ago. He was a good player um, that, that really – he was a good player, but he never really panned out the way that I think the Cowboys expected him to, right? Yeah, no, I, I'd agree. Yeah. good. He was a good running back. He just he, – I think he was like a number two back with them. He was a good player, but, yeah, he, he passed away. And also – here, this next one is one of those ones that that is kind of conf- it. I hate to put it this way, but this is the kind of crazy thing that just doesn't surprise me anymore. Um, former Vikings, current Cardinals corner Jeff Gladney, he passes away at age 25 from a car accident. You know, Gladney he had just gotten back to the NFL uh, after his domestic violence situation. Uh, from where he reportedly grabbed his girlfriend by her hair and dragged her outside of the car. You know, Gladney, he was one of those players with the Vikings that never panned out. He was a former first-round guy. He had all kinds of off-field issues, and they reared their ugly head in the NFL. It's unfortunate, you know, he didn't get a second shot, really, with the Arizona Cardinals when he got signed by them. Uh, you know, it's that's a painful one, right? I, yeah. Do you think that if he was with the Cardinals, if he if he didn't pass away, do you think that he would have had a career resurgence over there in Arizona? I don't know. Like he he had the talent to to, to have the possibility to do that, and not no ill will towards it, but he's had he's had a a career and a life of not being the greatest person on the planet. Right. Exactly, and that's that's and why no one should die, but. But I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of off off the field issues may have still prevented him from really having a resurgence. Yep, and from meeting that potential. So I I yeah I agree with you there. I I 100% agree with you. Uh, and now we did have some interesting stuff in the front office department. The Steelers go ahead and hire Omar Khan, the former vice president of football and business administration, as the new general manager. Uh, your About time. What, yeah. It was more finally, they finally hired a GM. Like, how long have we been waiting for this? Yeah, we've been waiting for it for a while. <laughs> I don't know that this guy was the right choice, though, to be perfect. No, he wasn't. They spent all this time trying to find their next GM of, of, of the century just to hire from within. Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> it. And there were a lot of good general managers out there. I mean, we've named off so many general managers uh, that that – you know, teams have, have passed on and, and potential, you know, guys, I, I mean, I believe John Spitek is still out there right now. The, uh, the assistant, um, or the, the vice president of player personnel with the Bucks, he's still out there. Like, why wouldn't you be, be looking at John Spitek? I mean, I, I don't, I didn't like, uh, uh, Catherine Rach a whole lot, but I would say Catherine Rach would have been even, even an option, but John Spitek was still out there. I just I don't understand the logic. They they went in from within from a guy that I don't really think is going to be a very good general manager. It's just so. weird. And you know what? I, I'm 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 going to stop shit on the Steelers for a second. Like it's just surprising because Steelers have historically 
done a very good job in their front office. Yes, they have. So this just feels wild and out of left field. Especially hiring the guy that's in the current position, you know, the, the hiring from the spot that they hired from. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you hired this guy who I don't think is, is really prepared to be a general manager of a professional football team. You know, maybe they let Adam Gase come in and pick the candidate for him. Oh, wild eyes, Adam Gase. It might be. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. Adam, what do you think? Yeah. Maybe they did drugs (laughs) together and they just stared at each other, like looking like a couple of Muppets. No, this one's wild. And and I I don't necessarily hate, hate, hate him as in his position. He's been in I I just don't think he's the right choice for GM. No, I don't think so either. This was a bad decision. It was a bad choice. And and this is like talk come from an organization that like, while I hate the Steelers, I also have a level of respect that they've done a very good job in the front office, drafting, building teams, and really any team outside the Patriots have the last 20 years. Yes, I agree. So (laughs) it's, it's going to be a, uh, a fun time over there in Pittsburgh. We'll see if this guy can get the job. Uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to this year for Pittsburgh. Yeah. I am excited. Oh, God. And then last but not least, we got to talk about the elephant in the room is the Dan Snyder saga that has. Um, is it really an elephant in the room or is it more just like your your, uh, your crazy uncle that won't go home? Yeah, it's it's the crazy uncle at the barbecue that like, you know gets too drunk and starts flipping tables and shit like that. Like this guy, he has had so many allegations against him for workplace misconduct. And, you know, you name it, he's done it. Racism, workplace misconduct, sexual misconduct. He's, and now we're in a situation where he allegedly withheld, as far as I know, he's withheld money from other teams um within the league (laughs) so so you you've fucked with your your fellow owner's money at this point you know dan snyder doesn't need to be an an owner in the nfl can we can we just make that clear i mean this guy does not yeah owner in this league absolutely not he has no business as an owner every day he's fucking moron he is he's a fucking moron i i every day i question why in the fuck is Dan Snyder still an owner in the NFL? It it just doesn't make sense to me. It never made sense to me. I don't get it. I just don't. I, I'm with you there. I, I don't. Then um, apparently the league is is preparing to potentially take a vote to to get rid of him. Just We're gonna do it. it already. Yep. We're gonna see how those that vote you know plays but out. What what sucks this whole thing is the ending ends with. Dan Snyder making a fuck ton of money off of it. Oh yeah, he's gonna sell that team and make billions. And then the other funny part about it is, there he's talking about buying a plot of land to create a new stadium for the the Commanders here, that would actually be a smaller plot of land than and a would would make for a smaller stadium than they currently have. <laughs> Guy's a fucking idiot. Oh boy, I, I don't understand him. So Dan Snyder is in that situation, but uh, yeah, hopefully he'll be gone soon. And with that, Tyler, that's our news around the league. 
Um, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here. And I want to go ahead and jump into our offseason uh, grades as far as these, these teams go. We're going to jump into it. And uh, we're, we're going to go ahead and break down their, their draft. Their, it's going to be a cumulative, cumulative score of their draft and their free agency picks up, pickups and re-signings and the things they did this offseason. So we're going to jump into that. Tyler, are you set for that? Are you ready for it? Let's do it. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back right here on the Outside Blitz. At It's Your Time Massage. You get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years' experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue, pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's or yours. With the rates ranging from $55 to $130, you get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Are you ready? Get ready, no. Get ready. And welcome back to the Outside Blitz. I'm your host, Tyler Dean. Boo. And that guy's here, which is worse than a fart in church. <laughs> well, Tyler, I am here, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown. And uh, we have the the off-season grades to go through. I mean, we understand these grades you know, could fluctuate. but Fluctuate, opinion-based, too. Just uh, I mean, how, how people see talent. It's, it's, it's a moving grade. Right. So, I mean, we, it could, it could move depending on, on how the rest of free agency goes, because there is still a couple of minor free agents out there. I wouldn't call them minor, but there's still some free agents out there that, that could be signed uh, a very cheap at this current moment. So these grades could fluctuate a little bit. We've already seen a couple of high end free agents get signed for very small amounts. So we're going to see how, how the rest of the off season shakes out, but as it stands currently, um, free agency for the most part is, is done with. And, and the Arizona Cardinals are the first team we're going to wind up talking about here. Uh, we know that they had a, an iffy draft. They, they had, uh, I mean, it was, it was a little questionable. Um, mm-hmm. and they're really, their off season, I mean, free agency was a little questionable as well. They did make a really good signing in James Connor. Um, Pro Football Focus obviously disagrees with that. They say James Conner wasn't a, a good signing or whatever the case. I think it was, given the year he had. Chandler Jones, obviously they let him go out the door. They didn't really do much. And then they went out and got Marquise Hollywood-Brown. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't really buy this. Pro Football Focus gives him a C plus. My offseason grade for the Arizona Cardinals, I'm going with a C- minus here. I don't really think they had a really good offseason. Do you? The offseason itself, no. The draft was okay. The trade for Brown, we'll see. But I, I just always compare it to 
they paid more for Brown than the Colts paid for Matt Ryan. Exactly. And that's kind of what I keep going back to. Yep. I agree. I, but I don't disagree with them going for Brown either, though. So I, I'm at a point – I'm at a C. You cannot expect Hollywood Brown to fill the shoes of DeAndre Hopkins. No, and I don't I – don't, I'm not sure if they expect him to because he's – Hollywood Brown's, like I said, Walmart – Tory Smith, and he's going to be the deep threat guy, and I think, think you're going to see more. I think you're going to, they're going to be hoping that AJ Green comes in comes into play more, which I don't think he will. But I think they do expect him to fill those those shoes, and the reason I say that is, I, I you know this happens, this trade happens, and I think they kind of saw that that DeAndre Hopkins suspension coming, and now that 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 suspension has has come, and and it's going to be a six game suspension. Uh, you know, we're, I, I think they knew it was on the way and they wanted to fill that role. And I think they believe that because of the rapport that, that Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown had back in college, that he's going to wind up being that number one receiver. And I just don't see it. I, I don't think that the, the trade was worth what they, what they gave up. I don't think that Hollywood Brown is going to be the guy. This is, you know, and, and maybe he'll, he'll be complimentary to DeAndre when he gets back or when DeAndre gets back. That might be all well and good, but at the end of the day, eh, I don't think they had a very good offseason. I, I gave it a C minus. What did you give it? I'm I'm going solid C. Solid C. I, and I I just I don't know. I can couldn't give them very a very good uh, grade here. Uh, next up, we got the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Falcons, man, their free agency grade is going to be real low for me because of the fact that and and look, I knew that they had to make moves. To, to send Matt Ryan out the door and save the cap space. And, but man, they took on 40.5 million in dead cap, getting rid of, getting rid of Matt Ryan. And, and that's my issue is they gave up so they, they, they retained so much dollars for Matt Ryan and didn't get anything in return. Yeah. They, they didn't really get much. And I, I know they're expecting that Marcus Mariota is going to wind up being the, the, uh, uh the interim starter. Yeah, which I, is fine because I I don't hate Mariota. Like he, Mariota played really well when he had to come in for for Derek Carr. I'm I'm going to give him that. Right, he he had a good a decent year. Um, I don't know. I'm not as entirely sold on Mariota here as like a long term starter or anything. They did get Desmond Ritter in the in the draft. I thought they had a really nice draft. They got Ebikete. They've got they got Drake London. They got Troy Anderson. They got Tyler Algier. I they, they, had- they they had a good draft that that kind of puts me on on given like, I I think with the bad free agency in the draft it it puts them in that low B range yeah B- I minus would, C plus B minus area I I would put them right in that zone um, because their draft was so good uh, they they really hit it home and and Desmond Ritter is going to be their QB of the future I think so uh, we're we're going to see how that works out I'm with you here I'm giving them like probably a B minus. Close to a B minus, I think, is is where we're headed there. Uh, next up, we got your Baltimore Ravens. They had themselves a really good uh, uh, draft. I mean, it's an outstanding draft. Yeah, well, it was definitely. If, if you were picking five teams, I think Ravens would be on pretty much everybody's. Yep. Um, because um, it, it was it was it was the trading Brown for a first round pick, which which was kind of a. a incredible like we were more shocked the night of just because like oh my god brown's gone but you saw they got like oh like okay they had yeah. they but they they ended up with linder linderbaum and, and kyle hamilton 
And then, but their their free agency wasn't bad either. I mean, a lot of it was kind of like retaining home talent and then bringing back some guys. Like Marcus Williams is kind of like the the headliner here. Yep. Um, but Pierce comes back. I think that's okay. He's okay. I, I, he's healthy as long as he can yeah. stay because he wasn't healthy in Minnesota. Yeah. If he's healthy, I I think you have a potential of kind of like a um a, a quasi comeback of the year type of candidate in, in a way. But um, I honestly I think the biggest signing that we that we haven't really talked about that's gonna matter is Morgan Moses. Yeah. Yep, I agree. It it was a really solid signing, and 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 then, and then a, a we're in this weird state of like a a Jabo may play in October, which I still don't buy, but it's there. Yep. But um, Clayus Campbell be, being retained and like their off season, like I'm not gonna say they went and like crushed off um free agency, but they had a pretty good free agency. I, yeah, I, I, I'm the solid A minus here. Yeah, I got. I, I, I want to be harsh on my team here, but I, I think A minus, um, high end, um, A on a good day. But yeah, A minus, I, I could, I could totally back. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm headed on it. I think a solid, solid A minus was was. Uh, I was gonna say A till they signed Brett Huntley. Yeah. <laughs> There's your back. I don't. I don't <laughs> well, well, no, he. Well, he. He's third, but I don't think he makes the team. I think he's just kind of just like a body right now. At least I hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, one can hope. Yeah. Brett Huntley is terrible. Tyler Huntley has a future. Next up, we got the Buffalo Bills. The Bills had themselves a really solid free agency. Um, they went out. I mean, the headliner there, obviously, Von Miller. They went and got Roger Saffold. Uh, you know, they, they made some moves and, and really they, they had a really good draft. They, they went up, got Kair Elam, uh, who, who obviously is going to replace Levi Wallace. He's going to be playing alongside Tredavious White, who's coming off the injury from last year, James Cook. They had themselves, I mean, a really solid draft. James Cook, I thought was a really, really excellent running back selection. Khalil Shakur, eh, we'll, we'll see, but you know, but, we, but then their draft was just kind of okay. It was it was an okay draft. It it was it was pretty standard. I mean, Pro Football Focus gave their draft a B plus. I'd say maybe a B minus, solid yeah. B. I and, wish we I wish we could like listen to our draft show like in concurrent here, so we had our what we gave the draft grades at the right. same time. But but, but no, and I, I, yeah, it was around that B minus C plus range. The free agency is on is is obviously the uh, the uh, main attraction here. Yeah. Um. And given the talent they brought in, um, I'm inclined to sort of agree with the offseason grade that PFF gave a B plus, but I, I went probably closer to a B. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I'm closer to a B. Uh, they they had themselves so, a solid free agency. Look, and and look, I I get it. Everybody's excited about Von Miller, and he had himself a really great time. You know, last year winning the Super Bowl and whatever else. But at the end of the day, Von Miller is in his mid 30s. And they signed him to an enormous deal, and I, I understand yeah, the, the length is a major issue still. Exactly, I, I do have a problem with that. So I mean, I can't. Hey, Bills fans, welcome to how we feel about Miguel Cabrera. Right, right. Welcome Mike to drop. Right. I, it's it's one of those things where where he shouldn't have been given that length, but he was, and I, so I don't. The, I, the, the the dollar amount, the twenty million dollar hit per year. Um, right now as a two-year deal, I would have loved. Oh yeah, that's a, a six-year. But you can't give him six uh, at this age, 
six years? Uh, uh, it's debatable. It's questionable. This so, feels like Miggy, and I, I'm having nightmares just thinking about it. <laughs> so the Bills, hey, I'm with you. I give them about a B uh, this year. Uh, next up, Carolina. Carolina goes out and, look, everybody's all excited. They, they wound up getting Matt Corral, but they're still starting Sam Darnold, which is eh. Um, they, yeah, it's they, it's one I'm one to admit that I was wrong. I like I I kind of got in the Sam Donald bandwagon in Carolina yeah. that he's going to turn it around. And well, I mean they did do well when McCaffrey was healthy, and he did well nearly was like five and zero or something weird. Yeah. Um, you're going to eventually move over to Matt Matt Corral, but I don't I just don't think Darnold's the guy to teach him. But yeah. and their draft they. Their draft, I know they, they kind of ranked it a little higher than I would have. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they, you know, Ika McQuanu obviously was the headliner of that draft for them. Um, but they did add, like, their their whole offensive line seems to be completely refurbished. You've got Austin Corbett, Bradley Bozeman, now you got Ika McQuanu. So, I mean, they they did a lot to try and fix the offensive line. You could tell that was their focus this year, that in the quarterback situation. I thought the draft was good, not great. Um, they gave their draft draft grade grade an A. Uh, I I don't know. I'm I'm looking at their off season grade. They say it's a B plus. I'm giving it about a B in this decision. Yeah, it's going like B B minus. Yeah, I I can't give that a B plus. I I just I don't. I give it a B. I think it's a solid B. Because I I like Bozeman and and obviously I have a lot of intimate watching of Bozeman being a former Raven. He's a good center, but I do feel like they overpaid for him. And I, I know we've talked about that Yeah, a little bit. I mean, not by a significant margin, but they paid him like number one center, but he's more like top 15. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, it, I, I don't buy it to be honest with you. I don't, I don't necessarily completely buy Carolina. Um, next up, we got Chicago, the Bears. <laughs> their free agency grade. Uh, so pro football focus says it was average. I don't know what the fuck they're looking at. I thought they had a horrible free agent. Who was average about this? They traded away Khalil Mack for peanuts. Yep. Lost Allen Robinson. And then they went into the draft and they picked up and they gave their draft grade a B minus. Their their headlining draft pick was Vellis Jones Jr. I, I just I how do you give this, this the, the the Bears had um their their draft was Better than the Patriots, which isn't really saying a whole lot. Um, so I, this is one where I'm, I'm, I'm at like D plus. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with a, a D plus here. I, I don't. They said they gave him a C. The, their headlining guy out of the draft was Velas Jones Jr. The motherfucker's thirty. He's twenty five years old already. As a rookie. He's. 10 years younger than you. Jeez. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> but but as a rookie, 25 years old, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Plus, D plus, I'm with you, 110%. Um, next up, Cincinnati. You know, I thought Cincinnati had themselves a really solid draft, and and their their big draft pick was Daxton Hill and in the first round, and I loved the pick at that point. I just thought it was rock solid. And part, part with the uh, the uh, free agency pickup of a little Eel Collins, was, which was great. Yep, Alex Kappa, Ted Karras. I mean, they they really made a concerted effort to fixing their offensive line and helping Joe Burrow not get blasted in the face every game. So I, I think this helped Cincinnati become contenders again. 
I, I really think that they, they really uh, uh, look strong going into this season. They they look very strong going into the season because I, I, I do still kind of stand by. I feel like Bengals got hot at the right moment. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the, the team that made the made the Super Bowl played better than what they were. A little, just just a little. Just a little. But with this offseason, I feel like they've now become the team that did make the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, so I, I, I'm like, I'm at A minus. I'm giving a solid A. I thought, and, and pro football yeah, gave I, it a as well. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, it's it. It was a really good off season for them. They they really made a, a concerted effort in free agency to fix the offensive line, which was their biggest problem last year. And now they really go into, you know, the draft. They wind up picking up a defensive back in Dax Hill, and that's what he is—a defensive back. He's not just a guy that's going to be, oh, I'm just playing safety. He's a defensive back. He played slot with Michigan. He played safety with Michigan. I like that pick a lot. They they really did a lot of work. Um, so big ups to the Cincinnati Bengals. Next up, we got the Cleveland Browns. They made a huge move getting Deshaun Watson. They wound up getting Amari Cooper, but then they let they they let a, their their other bigger receiver walk out the door. The guy I would have retained in Jarvis Landry. So I I don't I don't understand it. Amari Cooper is going to be their their number one. Um, Jadavian Clowney is back. We we talked about that a little while ago. They've got all kinds of problems with the Baker Mayfield situation. I thought their draft was okay. I, I don't know. The Pro Football Focus says their offseason grades a B plus. I'm giving it about a B. I, I think that's about where we're going with Cleveland here. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. The trade was the right move. I I just still kind of feel like they kind of overpaid. Oh yeah. But it's hard to kind of quantify that right now. So I so I I, I so from a stance of like what they did, like yeah, free agency looks great on the front end here. Well yeah, and they trade the trade they made for Amari Cooper. I mean, it was peanuts. So oh yeah. It kind of it kind of counteracts in a weird way. Yeah. Because they got they got Cooper for nothing. I'm yep. at, and their draft was all right. I, I'm at. I I think I agree with the, with the B plus. Yeah. Okay. I'm not mad at it. I, I mean, I I give it a B. I I just I don't know the 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 Cooper and Sean Watson moves were great. The Jarvis Landry one chaps my ass a little bit. I don't think their draft was that stellar. That's why I'm giving it a, a solid B. Um. Next up, you got the Dallas Cowboys. So Randy Gregory pulls out of his deal um, because of, of specific language in the contract, really pisses off Jerry Jones. He goes to Denver. You got Amari Cooper, who, like like we just got done saying, they, they gave up for pennies on the dollar. You know, I don't, I don't really buy this. They had a decent draft, but it wasn't anything incredible. Tyler Smith, Jalen Tolbert, eh. I, I really don't buy this. They give the offseason grade a C. Giving up Cooper for peanuts, as we just talked about. Yep, yep. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to go ahead and give this Dallas Cowboys offseason maybe. I, I'll give it a D plus. I, I don't really buy this. I was thinking C minus, but I'm not against just D plus either. Yeah, it's it's not a good offseason. It, it really isn't. I, I, don't, I don't really buy it. Uh, next up, you got the Denver Broncos. Let's talk about the splash move. Russ Wilson was the big one. He, he, they go out and get him. They add Randy, Randy Gregory. 
Um, they they go out and get uh, this this name was always hard for me to pronounce. Albert Aquabinunam. I, I good luck. <laughs> I, 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 they go out and get him. I thought Greg Dolchich was a solid pickup for them, as was Nick Benito. Especially they got him um, that as late as they did. Denver had themselves a really good draft, and they had themselves a really solid offseason, and they filled all of their needs um, after that that Russ Wilson trade in spite of giving away the house. I'm going to go ahead and give them an A. I, I thought that, that Denver had themselves a really good offseason. Pro Football Focus gives them an A as well. Yeah, I was about like A-, minus, but yeah, we're, we're right in the same ballpark there. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, next up, the Detroit Football Lions. Now, look, a lot of people are are stunned by this draft. They had themselves a good first round. I think the Lions had a good draft. I do. I, I yeah, it's one of those like we've seen earlier. If you if you're picking five, the Lions are on it. Yeah, um, the Lions had a really bad free agency time though. A lot. See, of people- that's where we kind kind of disagree. Maybe not yeah. by by much, but. I mean, if they don't pick up DJ Chark, does this free agency look at all appealing to you? No, exactly. But I, I think the I think they got DJ Chark on on a on a very good deal. Still, I I mean, if they if they don't pick up Chark, that it, well, that one move sells you on the whole thing. A number three receiver. No, my my issue comes more in they should have gotten more defense. They didn't. Offensively, like they're looking in one of my favorite ten offenses in football going into this season. Let me let me just throw this out there. DJ Chark, they signed him to a one year, ten million dollar deal. Um, he's just coming off of an injury, and his highest year was a seven hundred and six yard season in twenty twenty. I think I. I mean, I know I, I know what you're saying, but I, I like Chark for ten. I mean, ten million dollars for a number three but receiver. I, my I, issue is like when you when you already had your tight end, you already have number one receiver, <coughs> and, but then you also drafted a receiver too. Chark kind of feels like the odd man out in a situation where you should have been signing defense. They needed to get a corner, corner especially, but really linebacker, D yeah. line. I agree. We're, we're talking a situation where, like, you could be seeing a top ten offense. I think I think that is completely possible. That's going to be completely outshadowed by a historically Guinness World Record worthy bad defense. Yep, I agree. You could see it. I didn't. Think you could that- be looking at a team that averages twenty eight points a week and loses by an average of seven to ten. Yeah. I see the Lions. I see this offseason grade of theirs as an A minus. I don't see the from Pro Football Focus. I'm not buying it. I'm going to go ahead and say this is a B minus in my book. I don't buy this free agency. I'm at a I'm at a solid B. I, I think that they had themselves a a questionable offseason that has been overshadowed by the one player getting signed for way too much money. And and now they're going to sit here and tell me, and they had themselves a great draft, which really kind of saved the whole thing. And and I, I yeah, I, C plus, B minus. I mean, I'm at B. I just can't. I, I I can't get behind it that much. A minus is not 
is not feasible to me. Uh, next up, you got the Green Bay Packers. Packers made some weird moves. Uh, they they went out and they uh, they they picked up Sammy Watkins. Okay, they get Christian Watson in a trade with the Vikings, and I don't think he was the best potential receiver there. And frankly, I don't think he's going to be the next Devontae Adams at all. I understand Aaron Rodgers has this tendency to to make studs and make stars, and that's great, but I don't buy it. Uh, this is this is a a questionable off season. They didn't do much in free agency. They they didn't do much in the draft that was really noteworthy. I don't I don't think this was that good. They gave their draft grade a B plus. I disagree with that. Their off season grade a B minus. The free agency was below average. That's pro football focused stuff. My off season grade for them C, maybe maybe C minus. I mean this this is not that good of a uh, an offense. I was looking at a, at a C here. Yeah, I, I, I I'm I'm kind of with you. Sammy Watkins is more of a name than what actually matters. Right, right. That's kind of what it is. It, I think they're they're making him more of a, a a big deal than he should be. Yeah, I I'm not I'm not entirely sold on this this draft. Um, I I thought Watkins was eh, and uh, Christian Watson eh. I'm I'm just not sold. So C C minus. I, I'm with you there. Uh Houston Texans. So they get a steal with the Deshaun Watson trade. Um they I mean they <laughs> the Browns sold the farm for him. They they really didn't do much in free agency to really make a splash. Uh, the Pro Football's focus says their free agency grade was average. Uh they, they didn't really do much. Uh, they went into the draft. They went and, and drafted Derek Stingley Jr. I don't like this pick. I, I told you on the draft episode I didn't like this pick. I don't like this pick. I just don't. I, I know you don't. I like Stingley. I, I don't necessarily like him where he, where he went. Do I believe he's going to be number one corner? Yes, I do. But three overall just feels off. I see two years of injuries and bad play. I think he's a bust. I, where I originally thought that Derek Stingley Jr. was going to be a stud, especially after that that monstrous freshman year he had, I think this kid's a bust. I, I just don't think he's got it. I thought it was a bad thing. I don't know. This offseason grade for me, you know, Pro Football Focus gives him an A-. minus. I can't give him an A-. minus. B-, minus, I think, is where I'm going with the Texans. I was thinking B- minus as well. Yeah, I, I can't get behind a lot of that. The 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 Deshaun Watson trade though is where they kind of made up for everything because they got their draft picks. Otherwise, this that grade would have been much lower. So I mean I I'm with that. Next up, the Indianapolis Colts they go and trade Carson Wentz after just one year. Um, they go out and pick up Matt Ryan, which I thought was a smart move. It's a short term upgrade. I like it. They go and get Yannick Ngakwe. Smart while wow, being a steal. Yeah. Yeah, and and they they get him. They grab Bernard Raymond in the third round, which was a monster steal in the draft. They get they get Brandon Scherf. Yep, they got Scherf. I mean, Alec. Like Pierce. I hate that they're. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I I I scroll down too far. We're running the Colts, correct? Yes. Yeah, not the Jaguars. Scherf's later. Oh. <laughs> Scherf went to the Jaguars. Yeah, no, I I fucked up there. Uh, I'm um, like, you looking down a, a list that I don't have in front of me. Nope, but, uh, nope. 
Bernard Raymond comes in. They go and get him. They get Dennis Kelly. They get Matt Pryor. Um, I, I don't know. There's, there's questions here. They got Jelani Woods, who I think are are they they believe is going to be their next big tight end. I think the Colts had a very average off season. In and, general, yeah, that that's weighted high by the fact that they stole Matt Ryan. Yeah. Straight stole Matt Ryan, and and that's and that's what kind of weights them up here. So like I'm I'm going with the C plus just because of Matt Ryan, but the rest of it is just kind of meh. I don't know if I'm giving it just a C plus. I I, I could go with a solid B here. I, I think Matt Ryan had himself a a you know a bad rap over there in Atlanta. Oh no, the the what what I'm saying is is what they gave up to get who I consider to be a first Bell Hall of Famer is amazing, but the rest of their offseason and draft is just meh. You, you didn't like Ngakwe? I mean, getting Bernard Raymond, a guy who's a, a spokesman, yeah, yeah. getting him in the third round. I mean, having Dennis Kelly, they get Jelani Woods, they get their tight end. I mean, they, they get Alec Pierce to to compliment Michael Pittman. I, I thought this was actually a pretty good offseason for them. That's why I'm going with a straight B on this. I like these acquisitions, and I, I think they did it was a team on the cusp of making the playoffs. You know, I, I think we're talking about a team that could win this division. I agree. I agree with that too. And that's going to be more but, to come later. But yeah. the Colts are primed in a better position than than they've been in since Andrew Andrew Luck Luck retired. I agree. One hundred. I love Philip Rivers. But Rivers doesn't have the quite the level of talent that Matt Ryan's got. I don't know if I agree with that either. I love Philip Rivers. I no, I love Philip Rivers. I think he's the most underrated quarterback in the history of football. Yeah. And then um, also in that division, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Brandon Scherf. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brandon Scherf. He he gets uh, picked up by the Jags. They. The bad one was the Christian Kirk pickup, which they completely overpaid that bomb. And that's the, what sucks is <coughs> I like Christian Kirk. I don't. But they went and paid him $20 million a year. Like, what are we doing right now? $84 million over four. Like, that's that's what gets me. They give Christian Kirk big money. He didn't deserve it. They go out and they they I, – I didn't like the Trayvon Walker pick at number one. I thought that was a stupid selection. You had Aiden Hutchinson on the board. You should have taken Hutch. They got Devin Lloyd, which was um, a, a brilliant move, but I don't know that I, I like all of the moves that they made. And I feel like their, mo- their, 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 most, their best move is the most underrated one, and, that, and that's um, Alukan. Yep. Yep, I, I agree with you. I, I, I love him. I, and they I, got him at kind of a discount. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And, and that was the start of the free agency. They started with that like, oh, the Jaguars are have come have, – have, 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 they're not screwing around. Then they get sure. Like, oh, they're not screwing around. Like, oh, we're giving Kurt $20 million. Like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> I, they, you know, Pro Football Focus is always really generous with their grades. They gave him a C plus. C minus. D minus. You said, you said D minus. D minus. Okay, I was going. I was going. I'm. I'm at a C minus. You're being way too generous with that. I, I'm being I, a little generous. Cause I. I like Lucan. I. I love Scherf. 
I like Kirk's not for the dollars, but I, I feel like they they spent their money in poor ways. They should have taken Hutch over Walker. Yeah, I mean we was, most we mostly agree. I just, but there's just a couple players where I think I just like them. I like them a little little better than you do. Ugh. Ugh. I don't like any of these players to be honest with you. I think I think Aluakon was probably the best. Scherf is good, and he was a, an upgrade to their offensive line. But I, I mean. Beyond that, I mean, they, they pissed away a ton of their cap space for Christian Kirk for no reason. A guy who hasn't done shit in Arizona. I mean, Never broke a thousand. And then they, they go out and they get Trayvon Walker instead of Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, they, they got Devin Lloyd, which is a smart move, but they had to trade around and go get him. I don't know. I, I can't get behind it. I feel like the Jags botched this offseason in a massive way. The, this was a monumental fa- failure on on the end of their front office. D minus, D minus, all day. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, next up, we got the Chiefs. The Chiefs go out and actually have themselves a really good draft. Let me let me just throw that out there. Getting Sky Moore as late as they did, getting Trent McDuffie as late as they did, getting George Karloftis as late as they did. Getting the haul they got for Tyreek Hill, uh, this, this is a no-brainer. Uh, to me, the Chiefs, the Pro Football Focus gives this offseason grade a B plus. I give this an A minus. I'm in full agreement an A minus. There, it's it's better than they made it seem to be. They're calling it average, but they got a haul for Tyreek Hill. They got a better haul for Hill than they got for than uh, the Raiders got or the Packers got for uh, Adams. Oh yeah, so I'm with you there, and and we haven't even discussed the fact that they brought they brought in Juju for cheap. Yep. I mean, uh, sc- screw Valdez Scantling because he's meaningless. But yeah. uh, but Juju, uh, he he's not Hill, but I think he's gonna be good enough of a compliment as long as Kelsey's still re- is at at his full strength, but he's also well past thirty. Yep. So they, I think the Chiefs, they get a good A minus here from me. Uh, next up, we got the Raiders. <clears throat> uh, you know, they had themselves an interesting offseason. They go get Devontae Adams, who had a rapport with uh, Derek Carr in college. They get Chandler Jones. That was a big pickup. Uh, they they did wind up going into the third round, getting Dylan Parham, who I really loved at the guard position. I thought he was really solid. The Raiders had a really decent offseason. Um their free agency grade was good. I think if without the Devontae Adams trade, their free agency grade is questionable. But they they went and got him, and they did the right thing. And they only I, I, look. I understand they gave up first rounders for him, but they only gave up two for an elite receiver that they signed for the long term. They they did well in the draft. Um, they they didn't have a ton of stuff, a ton of draft picks, but going to the third round and getting Dylan Parham as like your one shot. Hey, I'm I'm good with that. I, I think that's really solid. So off season grade for them. Pro football focus gives it an A minus. I'm kinda in that boat going with the A minus. Yeah, I'm basically there. I was I was leaning more towards B plus. But we're we're in the same ballpark. Yeah, I'm with you here. 110%. Um the Chargers next up, we got you know, they they just killed it. This free agency grade for this year. Free agency. You're, this, you're talking the, the best team free agency-wise. Oh, yeah. 
free agency wise, they went off with it. I mean, they they add J.C. Jackson. They're they're defensive. They have Khalil Mack now. They're they go and get Sebastian Joseph Day. They have Austin Johnson. I mean, they they go out. I mean, killed it. Then they go into the draft. They get Zion Johnson, which I thought was brilliant just to to protect Justin Herbert. You pick up Jamari Salyer, which I wasn't really huge on, but getting him in the sixth round, now we're talking. I thought they had an outstanding, outstanding offseason. Chargers get an A for me. They get an A+, plus, really. I, I, I thought they had probably, arguably, the best offseason of any team in the NFL. And that's that's fair. I'm I'm kind of leaning more towards A-. minus. I, I, I think they killed it in free agency. I'm not going to deny that. I think the draft was a little to be desired. Um, it wasn't bad per se. I mean, Zion Johnson's good. I, I, just I guess I just don't value him the same way you do, but I still I still like him. Yeah, I'm, I'm at like a minus range. Hey, and that's fair. That's fair. I mean, but they had a great offseason. I I really for loved sure. Uh, next up, the L.A. Rams. Uh, you know, the Rams had kind of interesting stuff going on. They they had Andrew Whitworth retire. They go out and get Joe Notemoom to come in and, and to keep him around at, at the tackle position to fill Whitworth's role. I understand it. He knows the system. They trade away Robert Woods, who is coming off an ACL tear. Odell Beckham tears his ACL in the Super Bowl, so they send him out the door. They get Allen Robinson, which I really was not a fan of. He's going to need a career resurgence here. They lost a ton this offseason. They really didn't do much to address it. The Rams are going to have their work cut out for them if they expect to repeat this year. Uh, you know, their draft wasn't really anything to write home about. They they didn't really have a whole lot of draft picks. You know, fuck them picks, they say. They're off-season grade to me. Pro Football Focus gives it a B-. minus. I don't know. I'm giving it a C- minus in my book. Yeah, I was leaning more towards the C- minus range. It, it just they, they didn't do a whole lot, and... And part of it is because they didn't have anything to do in the draft because they just consistently just give it up. Right. But in the same notes, like, it's it's hard. Yeah. I'm at C-. And, and weirdly enough, there is a, a, a news story about Andrew Whitworth. Really? Is he hasn't submitted his retirement paperwork yet. Oh, boy. And that's because he's not sure if he wants to retire a Bengal or a Ram. Retire a Ram? He spent 90% of his career as a Bengal. But? But he won a Super Bowl with the Rams. Right. I can't blame him for considering the Bengals. I can't. Retire a Ram. But it's certainly in that way that he might retire a Ram. But I, I, I can't blame – I'm I'm not – he seems very uh, uh, deliberate in his decisions and things, like especially like talking to his kids at the, the post-Super Bowl. Right. So I'm at a point like I'm going to have – I'm going to – you know what? I'm, I'm going to respect you, do what you want to do, I, I, and I respect you for, for having an opinion either way. Yeah. Andrew Whitworth has become just like seeing his off-field stuff. He's he's honestly become one of my favorite football players of all time. Yep, the dude's is a legend in football and a stand-up person. Yep. 
So you do you, but it's just it's just squall like like technically speaking, he hasn't retired yet, but he's retired. It's more just like finalizing. It'd be something. It'd be something if he came walking back. L- to- last minute, he goes, just, "My God, where's Jr. By God, here's Will in the steel chair." <laughs> he come makes his big comeback. The glass breaks. Just didn't want to do preseason. In, in, in training camp and yeah. OTA. <laughs> I didn't feel like going through camp. Fuck you guys. No, I, I love that dude. Like, I, I'm so glad that he was mic'd up in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Same here. Same here. It puts everything in perspective as a, a father. You know? Which is the anti-Tom Brady, apparently. <laughs> Fuck them kids. I'm, I'm playing football. You just go deal with mom. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I'll see you when you graduate. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you'll be all right. So um, next up, we got the Dolphins. They had themselves a great free agency. They go out and get Tyree Kill. I mean, they've already got Jalen Waddle. They signed Cedric Wilson. I mean, their their uh, uh, receiver room is loaded right now. Uh, they traded away Devontae Parker, who hasn't done shit for them. They franchise tag Mike Jasicki, which I love. I think he's a great tight end for them. Um, they've made some really solid moves this offseason. Yeah, their their free agency was well above average. Oh yeah, no doubt. Not much but going. Their, on. their draft was okay. Yeah, not a whole lot going on there. Um, if I'm but, if I'm great <laughs> Dolphins, I mean PFF gives them a B. I'm going about a B minus. Yeah, because I because the thing is I I move their draft grade to more of like a C. But I love their free agency. I, I'm yeah. I I'm I, but I'm in for a B minus. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm feeling that. And part uh, of that is is bringing in a Mike McDaniel's, which <coughs> I'm a big fan of right now. Right. And I think Mike McDaniel's, even though he's a weird guy, I think he's going to be a good coach for them. He's a weird guy, but but just take a step back and think about it. He's kind of like he's one of us yeah <laughs> like what other coach can you think of does it um will like would um answer a uh kill fuck mary live on tv like the, the dude's amazing like he's he's a little nerdy but he's he's a little like us he's he's a sick bastard it's great i love it weird dude um next up we got my vikings um, pro football focus was not happy with the Vikings. Um, but I can, I, I can seem to remember that a certain someone was also not happy. I wasn't happy with, with the moves that they made in the draft, but they did fill the role, the needs that they need, that they had. I would have preferred Trent McDuffie in the first round at 12, but really in the grand scheme of things, draft wise, the Vikings got a safety of the future, technically, if Lewis Seen's going to be that guy. They got Andrew Booth, who I think is going to be a good corner. Um, he's He's got injury issues, obviously, so that's a concern. Um, they got Brian Osamoa in the third round, which I thought was a really good, solid pick, good linebacker. I wasn't happy with a lot of the other draft picks that they made, other than maybe Jalen Naylor. But if you look at um, their free agency picks, you know, they – they get Harrison Phillips, which I was okay with, especially because Michael Pierce is always hurt. 
Harrison Phillips has been really solid for the Bills. But it was like Austin Schlopman was was your next big move. Um, they did go and get Jordan Hicks. Hicks is questionable. It it depends on how you use Hicks. Hicks has been a pass rusher. They're going to be doing a lot of pass rushing with Jordan Hicks and and you know with Zadarius Smith obviously this offseason, Daniel Hunter. Um, they, they've got all three of those guys. I, I really think the Vikings. Pro Football Focus gave him a C plus. They said the free agency grade was below average, which I disagree with. If I'm grading the Vikings, I, I don't know. I'm giving about a B here. I, I don't think it's anything outstanding, anything to write home about. Maybe a B minus. But it's, it's weird. I, I would I would flip I, I would almost flip flop free agency and draft not flip flop, like I would I would make um Free agency a little higher and draft a little lower. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the the logic of giving the draft grade to B. With uh, you can tell, Quasi panicked in the draft. There was a lot of panic trading going on. It didn't make a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, I, I'm writing that like high end C plus. I, I, I could, I could go with the B minus. Yeah, I, C plus I, B minus. I'm, I'm, I'm right there. Yeah, I, I bought a B B minus for me. I don't think they had a really great offseason. We're gonna see though what they wind up doing um and how they wind up. And know. I think part of the issue is the grade really should have been higher, but they it should have been basically balked on so many opportunities. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Uh next up, the joke of the draft, the New England Patriots. Joke of the draft or joke of the offseason? Uh, I probably the offseason too. Uh, they trade away Shaq Mason to the Bucks for a fifth round pick. Nothing. They just gave him away. Their big first round selection was reaching and, and for Cole Strange, which it, you, it, you see that TikTok I sent you. Yeah, they, which it prompted, <laughs> prompted Sean McVay to make the joke of the draft. Uh, they go out and get you know linebackers like Mac Wilson. They didn't really do shit in the draft, and then they reach or in the in free agency rather, and then they they reached in the draft. I don't really think the Patriots knew what the fuck they were doing this year. This was the worst draft and probably the worst offseason. So, you know, they give this a C minus. I'm sorry. Let me cut in here real quick. I don't claim to be a math guy. Not that my, my whole like livelihood depends on it. Right. Right. <laughs> so their free agency grade is a, is a below average. What do you call below average when you think of like letter grades? That's. C minus or lower. Right. Right? So phrase degrees are below average. So like at best, let's call that a C minus. Okay. Then the draft grade's a D for the game. Mm-hmm. Somehow they come up with an offseason grade of a C minus. Right. That doesn't add up. Not the at math, all. The math don't check out. It doesn't make sense. Um I'm going below average as a D plus and the draft grade as a, as an F because I already called it an F before. And the New England Patriots are the one team of the 32 teams with a fat red F. F. I agree. That's exactly where I was going. Give them an F. Give them a big ass F. Because one they- big reason that no matter how fucking intelligent <laughs> Belichick is a head coach, he's a terrible GM. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. These guys have no idea what the hell they were doing. Cole Strange, first round. 
dumb. Okay. <laughs> uh, made no sense. Um, next up, we got the New Orleans Saints. They go ahead and have um, a decent draft. They go out and get Chris Olave, which I thought was a solid pick. They get Trevor Penning, which I thought was a solid pick. Both those draft picks were rock solid. Um, and, and Olave will be a nice compliment, obviously, to uh, you know old Michael Thomas over there if he winds up starting. The Along season. with Jarvis Landry. Yep, and Jarvis Landry now. And and they I mean they got Marcus May, who was a solid safety for the Jets for a while, uh, to replace Marcus Marcus Williams. It's a little bit of a downgrade, but it's not bad. They get Tyron Matthew, who even though he's coming off of a who, rough who really replaces is is more the actual replacement for Marcus. Right. Even though he's coming off of a tough couple of seasons. You know, they, they really made some smart moves. Um, I don't buy the Jameis Winston shit, but at the end of the day, the Saints, yeah. You know, the offseason grade, they gave him a C. I think that's about right. I would give him a C as well. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you there. I I, I feel like um the Saints also kind of said that they also don't believe in Winston without saying it because they waited a while to resign him. Right. But that's what they got right now, and that's who they have to work with. And Jameis isn't stupid. Like he he knows that like, he's going in every day doing a, a, a new tryout every day. And he, and, he, and honestly, he's done a better than I ever anticipated. Yeah, he has. I mean, they, the Saints were doing very well up till he got hurt. Yep. They, he, and they were, they were doing extremely well. So I, I don't know. I, that's why I'm kind of giving this a C. I, I just, I, I don't think they did enough to make it a, a not enough. Yeah, a monumental offseason. But, but this is a team that's going to be on the playoff cusp if Winston is healthy. Yep. That's kind of where we're uh, headed. Particularly in a, in a weirdly weak NFC. Especially in the, in the South there. Yeah. Outside of Tampa. I like, mean, Tampa's going to win the division, but, you, you, but the rest of the conference, you have a few teams, but it's not like astronomical right now. No, not at all. So there's that. Uh, the next one is the New York Giants. Uh, I think the Giants had themselves a really, really nice first round of the draft. Came on Thibodeau, Evan Neal. They, they, you know, really knocked it out. And then they go out and picked up Wandale Robinson in the second round, which was a monumental reach. Uh they really, mean, it's, it's not Cole Strange reach, but no, it's, it's no, a pretty no, big reach. It's a good, it's a good size reach. I mean, <laughs> Cole Strange becomes the uh, the, uh, the the uh, staple of what's considered a reach in the first round. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh boy, was he on site? Free agency range. I mean, they, it was pretty pretty standard. The Jets, the or the Giants, rather, they got a B minus from from Pro Football Focus. Yeah, I'm in that range. B minus C plus. Yeah, yeah, I'm at like C plus. Yeah, but what a tale of two New York teams. Yeah, the Jets. You know, I'm amazed by Pro Football Focus because they gave the Jets an A minus here. I thought the Jets had one of the A plus A. I, yeah, A I at worst. A A plus. I I thought this was outstanding. They get they get Brees Hall. They get Sauce Gardner. They get Garrett Wilson. They get Jermaine Johnson. Their draft was incredible. And then, uh, additionally, in the free agency, they get Lakin Tomlinson, who's who's morphed himself 
into one of the best guards out there in football uh, after we laughed at him when the Lions drafted him all those years ago and he turned out to be a draft bust for them. Um, they, they get DJ Reed. Uh, they go out and get Jordan Whitehead. I mean, they, they really rocked this offseason. I don't understand how anybody can give this anything less than an A. Than an a. I yes, give it a plus. I, I'm, yeah, I'm going like, like heavy A. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I went with an A plus on that. I, I think <laughs> just killed it. And the thing here, too, is um, when it comes to Zach Wilson, because of the AFC, this team doesn't need to make the playoffs for for them to make believers of the world because the AFC is just too nuts. Yep. But if th- this team is built, if Zach Wilson can make the right strides in year two, this team is built and prepped to play playoff spoiler in November, December. Oh, wow. Bold, bold take. Bold take from Tyler. God damn. Imagine a couple like they beat Patriots late. They um they were to beat the Bills late. They beat the maybe the Ravens or the Bengals or like any of the AFC teams. Like if if like I like I hate to use the use the these the golden term here, but any given Sunday. Oh God. But in December, as this team starts to really figure it out, I I think this Jets team could be a team that. Ends the season with only like five wins, but anyone watching views this team as being dangerous moving forward. Oh, they're on the rise. They're definitely on the rise. They for sure are. Yep. Uh, and, and, and it just seems like they have the right front office in place right now. Yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, next up, we got the Philadelphia Eagles, another team that had themselves a really, really good offseason. Uh, the, you know, the, the, Free agency wasn't anything spectacular, but then they made a trade for AJ Brown on draft day, and they go out and get him. They so now they basically have. So one. Is, is that is that a draft day or a free, is that a draft or a free agency grade side? I don't know what they. The gray area, but getting him was phenomenal. Like and then yeah, they give a first rounder for him, but they but they had the first rounders to give up for it. Yeah, and but then they AJ also- Brown is the talent to do it for. Yeah, they're they're going to get their number one receiver in AJ Brown, but then looking at Devonte Smith, he becomes a very high end number two, mm-hmm. uh, and and I think that's a good developmental situation for him. Uh, they they go out and draft Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean in the third round, which I just thought was outstanding. And let's not forget they picked up Hassan Reddick in free agency too. They didn't make a ton of moves in free agency, but when they did, they made it count. They made the right ones. Yeah, uh, and it kind of sets up. I still don't like him, but we I think we can both agree that being the number three is a phenomenal developmental opportunity for Nelson Aguilar. I agree with that, too. I still don't think he ends up being anything great, but having to be the three versus having to be the one or the two is a much better situation. Yes. Yes, I'm with you. 110 uh, percent. Eagles offseason grade. PFF gives them an A minus. I think they're right on. I think that's exactly uh, dead nuts. The draft yeah. was great. Their free agency was pretty good. Like bring like Hassan Riddick. Like, I I know I like him more than most do, but yeah, A minus is right on. Yeah, I think that was spot on. Um, next up we got the Steelers. Uh, you know we we had uh, they didn't have that incredible of a of a year of an off season to be honest with you. 
James Daniels, Mason Cole, eh. Uh, they go out and get, um, you know, Miles Jack and Levi Wallace, which, okay, cool. Those are, are decent additions. Uh, they draft George Pickens in the first round, uh, or, uh, well, they, they draft, I think it was actually the second round they got Pickens, but, uh, you know. Yeah, Pickett in the first. Yeah, he's, he's coming off the uh, ACL injury. They get Kenny Pickett. They get the QB of the future. We'll see if he starts. They got Mitchell Trubisky, who's likely going to start. I don't think the Steelers really killed it in the offseason. But they I mean, but they didn't shit the bed either. They didn't shit the bed either. B minus. C plus. Yeah, B minus, C plus. I'm, I'm with you in that range. I, I don't think they, they had as bad of an offseason as we all thought they were going to have, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, because looking back, I, I, I honestly don't blame them for the Kenny Pickett pickup over Malik. because So as I learned about it is – uh, Pickett is his offices and training center. He doesn't have to change anything. Right. They share a building. Yep. And I I have a level of appreciation for that. Like, it's like, okay, like that tells me that Steelers brass had a bit more of an intimate look at Pickett. Yes, they did. I mean, he's right there. No. So Pick, Pickett's going into a, already a certain level of comfort. Yeah. As a rookie, comfort is critical. Exactly. Exactly. I thought it was a smart play. Um, as much as I like, I hated it at first. Like, like when they first pick, took pick over over Malik, I'm like, I, I was shitting on it. But as as I digested day one of the draft and looked at things, like, okay, I see why. It makes sense. It really does. And I personally, I think Pickett's the better quarterback of the two, anyway. To be perfectly honest. I agree. Honest. So they made the right move. Uh, next up the San Francisco 49ers, you know, they, they made some interesting moves. They get Charvarius Ward. He'll be their number one corner this year, but they had some, uh, craziness this off season. They didn't really make a whole lot of moves. Um, they let D Ford kind of move his way out, out the door. They pick up Drake Jackson with a 61 overall pick. Um, they they didn't really have a pick till 61 overall, and they really didn't do anything great. I don't know. I, 49ers, I mean, Pro Football Focus gives them a C plus. I think that's about right for for what they, they did and failed to accomplish in certain aspects. The Charvarius Ward pick kind of saves everything. I think it's C+. Yeah, C, C plus. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Seattle. Seattle sold Russell Wilson and got the farm back, but then they didn't do anything to address their quarterback situation, which is just interesting as all hell. Uh, Drew Locke seems like he's going to wind up being a potentially starter, a potential starter for him. Um, they go out and get Austin Blythe, Uchenna Nwosu. Okay, whatever, that's fine. But I just, I don't know. I, I don't. Seattle's got a lot of work to do to rebuild this thing. They get Kenny Walker, which I thought was great, but it, it was kind of interesting because Rashad Penny had such a good year on the back end of the the season. Right. Run the dual back system. With two power backs? <sighs> yeah, it's fair. I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I, it's I it's weird. Pen, Penny kind of staples himself in, but then they, they, took, they took Kenneth. and But they, even the core situation is weird, like, it feels kind of stupid that me and you argue in this. Yeah. It feels dumb. Like, 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 just, like take yourself out, like, like, like third party yourself here. Like, and you, you watch Scott going, 
it's going to be Drew Locke. And watching Tyler go, it's going to be Geno Smith. And he's like, you're both dumb. Yeah, they both suck. But I, we, we, I think we both admit that they both suck. Like, that's the quarterback situation that we're dealing with. Like, oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, it's going to be a mess. When it, when it, when it, watch Jacob Eason come at the chair and just beat them both down. <laughs> and you got Charles Cross, who I actually thought was a good pickup for them in the first round. Um, Boye Mafe was probably their best pick of the draft, to be honest. They they got him as a steal. And, and, and he'll be their best pick. I, I don't like the A-minus draft grade. Like, I, don't I, don't, I don't like the A-minus draft grade. I'm at a solid D on the on, on their offseason. Yeah, I, I, I'd probably go D-plus. Um, I don't think it was a complete disaster because they kind of they kind of fixed it a little bit in the draft, but we got we got questions here. So I'm going D plus. I mean, and and Seattle they got a C minus from Pro Football Focus. I'm kind of right in their neighborhood, but I'm more leaning D plus here. Yeah, I'm, I'm at a solid D. And then uh, next up we got Tampa. Tampa had an okay off season. Um, they resigned. They had a great free agency because every team just let them just fucking steal shit. Their yeah. draft was meh. Yeah, and and they lost a lot of guys too, though. Yeah. Excuse me, sorry, I had to sneeze there. Um, they they lost a lot of guys. They did lose Alex Kappa. They lost Ali Marpet. Um, they they did go and get Shaq Mason, and they get Luke Godkey I, I, or Gadecki, I guess. Um, they they go out and get those guys. I don't know. Uh, Logan Hall, I mean, he'll be good on the defensive line. There, There's questions. Pro Football Focus gives it a B. I'm about right there with it, aren't you? I was B minus, C plus. I, I feel like it was, it was pretty good, but okay. Their draft wasn't phenomenal. Their, their, their free agency was better. Yeah, their their free agency, I thought, was a little better than their draft, but uh, they still wound up with, with decent players all around. Um, they need to find a new quarterback, and they haven't done that yet. So we'll see what they do going into the draft because uh, Blaine Gabbert is not going to be the, the starter there after this season. At least I would think not. Would you take Blaine Gabbert, Geno Smith, or Drew Locke? Oh, God. It's like, like choosing between a giant douche and a turd sandwich. Uh, it's, yeah, Gabbert's... Uh, it's all. I mean, it's all not great, but um, go Drew. I don't know. I feel like, and not to dip back to a different team, but I, I feel like there's a uh, quarterback on our roster right now that's going to end up being a uh, full time starter. Baker Mayfield. Baker's one of them. Yep. Um, I would rather him stay put, but I really believe that with I think it's happened to. Despite the record that Tyler Huntley is going to end up getting a full shot somewhere. Oh, God, don't say that. Not Brent. Tyler. God, don't say that. I'd rather him just stay at a backup in Baltimore, but I feel like Huntley's going to end up getting the, uh, the, uh, what's his name? Dude from Green Bay went to, went to Seattle. Oh, Matt Flynn. Matt, he's going to get the Matt Flynn situation. Oh. What a mess. Because you got Ravens fans that are already kind of wanting him to serve with Lamar. And I think, like, think you do realize he didn't win, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a but, mess. Like, I still think, he, like, for the system, he's one of the best backups in the league. I'm, I, I will support possible. that. That's possible. 
top uh, top five for sure. But top five backups. Backups based on the system they're in. Okay, I was gonna say I was gonna say top five back. I don't know about all that. Like he he's the best equipped to replace Lamar. Yeah, I could I could probably. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like I could pick many backups that are better quarterbacks, but um, as far as not having to change your system, Huntley's probably the right choice for Baltimore. Yeah, but I I do think he ends up landing somewhere like like a Seattle or somewhere and and ends up falling flat. Yeah, but I I like him as a backup. I could see it. And um, next up, we got Tennessee. Tennessee Tennessee whiskey. They had themselves a very difficult offseason. Their biggest move was signing, re-signing their own guy, Harold Landry, uh, which I thought was smart. They traded away A.J. Brown, but then they picked up Traylon Burks, who is getting killed out there. Um, Apparently not able to finish practices and stuff. It's, It's been rough. Uh, they, they get Malik Willis late in the draft, which, Hey, you know, they, they may have fixed everything. I thought this was an iffy off season for them. They're going to really need, uh, to, to correct this ship and write the ship in, in a hurry. Cause I don't See, necessarily like Burks as being the, uh, the, the draft booster here. So I don't like the draft grade. I, yeah, I'm at a C minus C minus. I agree. I'm with you. This was not a good draft for them. And it was not a really good offseason for them and last but not least the washington commanders uh ryan fitzpatrick goes bye-bye uh he he disappears you get carson wentz comes in to be their new quarterback uh they did sign andrew norwell which i thought was a very underrated signing to to fix um brandon scherf's situation you know this is it was a rough off season for the Commanders. They get Jahan Dotson in the in the draft, which I thought was a reach. Um, you know, Sam Howell. Eh, I mean, they, they. I think Sam Howell will be the starter for that team, but they did get him late, which was good. They're going to have to hope that he, you know, becomes that guy that we saw two years ago with North Carolina because. You know, this past but season. they did get him late, and they took him after fucking Patriots took him. Was it Zappy or whatever his fucking name oh, is? Zappy, yep. They Patriots took Zappy over Howell, which yeah. is a, a complete shit show. Yep. Which kind of makes it feel like the Commanders stole Howell. They did. They stole Howell. I think Howell is going to be the better quarterback, but um, I think Howell could be a great quarterback in this league. Two years ago, Howell was projected to be a top first-round guy. So mm-hmm. we, I want to see what's going to happen with, with the Sam Howell situation. Personally, um, I, I think he's going to wind up being the starter, and I hope that he develops into the guy that I think he can be. But the commanders did not have themselves a very good offseason. Uh, no, I think the free agency grade should be closer to an average, and the draft grade is probably a little lower. I'm at, like... D plus, but not much worse than they put it. Yeah, I'm going D plus, D plus on the the commanders there. I I just because and, and and this is weighted heavy by the fact that they fucking stole Wentz. Yep, stole Wentz and then really stole stole Sam Howell. I mean it's yeah. This is this is but, gonna be- but outside of those two things, nothing happened. Yeah, I thought Norwell was a good signing to replace Sherp, but Jahan Dotson is not going to be you know and. 
okay, he's going to wind up being a, a number two be behind Scary Terry there. But, you know, Jahan Dotson in the first round was just a reach. I, I didn't buy it. They, they could have done way better than that. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say there's a D plus. I and I that's I, I can't give him anything more than that. Just a bad, bad year. But Tyler, that's all of our teams. Those are all of our off season grades for these teams. Hey, and we blasted uh, through it. What was that? We blasted through it pretty good there. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. But we knocked it out. The uh, and we got all kinds of shit coming up around the corner. Uh, next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, scheduling. We're going to be talking about, um, you know, news around the league. Obviously, is going to be a thing still. It always is. But we're going to be talking a lot of the, about the, the schedules, um, the off, the the undrafted free agents and or undrafted. Uh, uh, well, yeah, undrafted free agents. I guess they are now. But we're going to be talking about those. We're going to be ranking some of those guys and talking about them a little bit and seeing who's still out there post-draft. So I hope everybody's excited for that. Tyler, you fired up for it? Yeah, we're, we're getting into the heat of the summer and, and OTAs and training camp and last-minute signings. Like, think, People think that now's the quiet time, but sometimes you get some, some craziness. Yeah, sometimes things blow up. And I think we're going to hear a lot more about this Dan Snyder situation, too. But we'll have to see. But, uh, folks, that's all we've got. I uh, want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor over at It's Your Time Massage. Check her out at IYTMassage.com. You can go ahead and get yourself a massage. Or you can uh, find – Just not right now. Yeah, just not right now. She won't be up and running until August. Um, but uh, also you can go to IYTMassage.com. There we go. Or you can go find her at It's Your Time Massage LLC on Facebook. Um, she's a wonderful massage therapist. Uh, starting in August, back up and running. Here we go. Also, oh, you can go check out Face Kicked Apparel. Our buddy Sean Stockmeyer, he does anything you want as far as custom clothes go. Uh, hats, hoodies, T-shirts, pants, you name it, you pick it, he sticks it. Right over at facekickedapparel.com. Also, please check out our guys over there at Big Willie Dubs Gaming. You can check out his gaming channel as well as Condor's Gaming Corner over there on Facebook and on Twitch. These guys are running some of the most fun games, um, and they're having a blast over there. I love watching them. I watch them uh, usually during – I watch the replays while I'm at work, so that works out nicely. But, uh, yeah, check them out. Big Willie Dubs Gaming, Condor's Gaming Corner. Give them a ring. And, uh, folks, that's all we got for you. Tyler, it's good to be back. Good to be uh, – Back up and running here after the craziness that was my life over the course of the last hey, couple of Yeah, yours is crazy, but mine's about to begin, so we'll figure it out. Yep, yours is about to get crazy, too. We might have uh, our buddy Alex Steele jumping on with us every now and then and, and being a part of the show, right? Um, Hopefully. I mean, I'd love to have Alex anyway, but hopefully <laughs> hopefully not. Um, I'm going to be off. The moment the baby's here, I'll, I'll, I'm going to be off work for a straight five weeks. Woo, golly, it must be nice. And that doesn't even hit my vacation time, so I'll, I'll be here. Oh, boy. Hey, look at that. Look at him getting paid. Look at him. Captain Vacay right there. Five yeah. weeks. Uh, I'll, I'll wipe my tears with my dollar, with my, with my different dollar bills. <laughs> got to make some of that sweet, sweet Tyler money. That's what I got to do. But, uh, Tyler, thank you so much for, for being on board here today. 
folks. Thank you so much for joining us. For Tyler, myself, we'll see you next time right here on the Outside Blitz. Join us soon on the Outside Blitz, and be sure to follow on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the Outside Blitz, and feel free to email us questions at theoutsideblitz at gmail.com.